The content expressed on this podcast is not to be taken as fact or inside information. The opinions expressed are for entertainment purposes only. It's all love. Welcome to the culture. I do this for my culture. Coming live and direct from a really good studio in Los Angeles, California. Finally got this shit up and running, man. We got Gavin over here, blessing us on the boards. My man, International Nash, right next to me. COE, content over everything, and we going Yeah, up. that's what we on, man. All 2023 is COE. Them COE boys was out in Vegas this weekend, too, man. Let me tell you. Talk about it, man. Give us your... Uh, Tank Davis? was out there, right? Yeah, man. I was in them streets. I was moving real low-key. They ain't even noticed me. <laughs> yeah, man. That's word to my man Joe Button. He was out there too. Not that I was looking for him or nothing, but that's what I heard. Bro, it was big stalking. Nah, man. I was on my own little low key tip, man. I uh, had a good time, man. We was on our parlays with the sports bet, so I taught my girl how to sports bet, bro. And she literally hit a parlay a day. And oh, one day she oh, hit wow. two of them. Oh, wow. Me, I was going too hard day one. I was trying to hit the five and the six gamers. I told her, I said, look, just bet three game parlays, bro. And she only bet two tickets, one out of two each day. And then on the third day, she was two for two. I'm like, yo, this is... Oh, yeah, she cooking. I was sick, bro. But it forced me to adjust to make more three game bets. And then I started cooking. And that's how we extended our trip. But back to the the weekend, right? Shout out to the weekend, yeah, back to it. Man, look. The way they had it set up, it was definitely that Floyd Mayweather energy. Now I understand kind of like the hype behind hip-hop culture, influence, and everything. You know what I mean? It was just a good time. First off, the amount of flexing that was going on at Dre's. So for me, my main event (laughs) was not the fight because I cannot afford those tickets. Okay. However, it was my boy's birthday. He shall remain anonymous. He don't like putting himself out there, but he working with some change. He my little homie from high school, and it was a bunch of the little homies that was there that used to hoop and you know it was just like a nice little reunion so people brought their girls out it was like real kind of flexy right like everybody was with their wives some people was married right but Dre's bottle service I don't know what the tab was I know what I contributed but (laughs) (laughs) you know not even on no extra flexy stuff like I I believe you should get what you pay for in terms of experience right and I also know that a lot of Club culture inflates the price of what we paying for. However, mm-hmm. I rationalized it based on the occasion, the headlining artist, and the comfort, right? Okay. It was well worth my money that I spent. We saw Lil Baby. He definitely tore it down. On average, most people, they say when a headline artist performs at Dre's, they perform for about 20 to 30 minutes. He gave him a full set, bro, over 30 minutes for sure. Okay. I would say closer to 40, 45. Um okay. Great, great set. He did music for the fans. He didn't just do only singles and stuff like that. He did, like, early mixtape stuff, early album stuff. If you know Lil Baby, then you know he got, like, a lot of B-side records where he just spitting. He was yeah. rapping up there, bro. So to, it was interesting to see the way rap culture was received, the way the women were vibing with him, and then the way so many dudes in, you know, the audience or, like, that were just patrons of the club. You would have thought they was artists, bro, with the way they jury. And because I know the way jury is priced and appraised, and, like, I can tell <laughs> quality yeah. jury. It was a lot of low-quality jury to the point where the uh, 
DJ made an announcement. He said, ladies, don't be fooled tonight. There's a lot of fake jury in the house. Oh, no. I'm looking like, damn, that's crazy. But niggas was bust down, icy. Some niggas you could see was doing it better than others. But you can always tell if the fit coordinate with the jury. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? If if you really got, I'm going to say, if it, if it appears that you have $50,000 worth of jury on, right? That's something like, you shouldn't be waiting in line at general admission. <laughs> you should be having a table. You know what I mean? If you can afford 50 bands I mean, on your that- neck. That makes sense. You feel me? And that's what I was noticing. It was just like, let me see through what's really going on. Let me look at how cheap everything actually is because it was a lot of women with cheap clothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was a lot of men with cheap jewelry. It was just a lot of flexing. And so shout out to Dre's staff for just the way that they treat people. It was just much respect. Okay, so my question is this. Much respect. What's the difference between costume jewelry and fake jewelry? Because I feel like there's, like... That's a, a great question. There's a form of acceptable jewelry that are yeah, costume. Like, people definitely. buy that shit Women, at, at for H&M. sure. So I would start with the fact that women, that's a feminine thing, to want to be in costume. So mm. if you want jewelry to hold respect, I think the main thing is the value in it, right? Like, I, I personally am a fan of jewelry. I don't buy it often. I think that when I get more expendable income, I'll look at it in terms of an investment because gold holds its value. I'll be particular with where I go to get my jewelry. That's one. You got to know the source. You know, like, do some background on your jeweler. Don't just go to, like, a kiosk at the mall. You know what I mean? And just, you know, it's it's art like anything else, right? It has value, and the value fluctuates. It's in the eye of the beholder. Because certain jewelry, the way that it's cut or the way that it's designed, may not hold no resale value, and you got to find somebody that's going to melt it down. Oh, yeah, that's like when niggas get that, like, um, super... Uh, like, for example, only reason Pharrell's jewelry was worth what it was is because it was Pharrell. Like, the moment he got that shit made, it was pretty much worthless, because, like, don't nobody want that. <laughs> don't nobody want that, yeah, exactly. it's the same as, like, uh, Youngberg with that fucking Transformers head. So Thank you, bro. No it's Optimus like you're not Prime reselling chain. that. Like, you're not reselling that. And then... You know, I appreciate the way things be put together. It's intricacies involved, but, like, nah, I'm good. I don't even like diamond overlays on my gold like that. Like, if it's going to be gold, I need to be gold. You know, if it's going to be white gold, I prefer that. Maybe a trim or some type of highlight, but how niggas should be just covered or, like, dipped. I think that what's annoying, bro, is it's so many different types of jewels out here that, like, you can have something that's, like, a stick to what they stick to, like... You can have a ruby. You can have, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, something. Like, there's so many different stones. Bro. And, and yeah, all look shit. up your birthstone, man. That's what I highly suggest to y'all out there. Okay. If you're into jewelry, look up your birthstone and start to make purchases around that. So this 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 is uh, making me dwell, uh, flow into a topic. But before we drop into that, let's officially announce the pod. Uh, oh, welcome is, to the Counterculture Life. Yeah, Counterculture Life, man. We had episode, I don't know what the fuck, but it's It don't matter, because at the end of the day, these is um, undateable. These is, these is like scriptures. Like, these yeah, are scriptures. Um, and also can give you a, a snapshot of how time is always relatable. You feel me? You may yeah. something that's like... Oh, this happened two, three months ago, but it's still relatable to right now. You know what I'm saying? Because all this should be the same shit, just digested a different. Speaking day. of time, did you see the movie Justin Timberlake in time? Of course, you remember bro. That? Okay. Of course. What about Interstellar? Because that had a lot to do Inter- with time. I, I didn't see Interstellar. I saw In Time. But speaking of Justin Timberlake, he got some fire movies, bro. He do. If if you really like 
sit down and watch Alpha Dog and then you watch End Time, your whole weekend will be fucked up. Bro, don't he got... Ain't he in Catch Me If You Can? No. He's not? No. no, no I feel like he's in some type of ma- gambling movie. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Unless Maybe. that's just me seeing him at the casino in End Time. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, he was dressed like a casino person the whole yeah. time. Like nah, I rock with young Justin Timberlake, bro. But yeah, this is Counterculture Life. Um, and we sitting here, you know what I'm saying, today just diving into a bunch of different things. And as far as the jewelry topic had me thinking and... Um, as far as different standards, as far as like, all right, well, this is acceptable costume jewelry for women and yada, yada. Do I believe women should have that same uh, opinion of men wearing jewelry? Mm. Like, So you support the dudes that be wearing uh, Instagram jewelry that be coming across the timeline on a sponsored post? Bro, I feel like... <laughs> so niggas could be in the club <laughs> Bro, I feel with like... a super fat Cuban... <laughs> That's no, hollowed no, out. No, 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 no. Could okay, might I mean, as well be a dog chain. I mean, chain. bro, I feel like you could do whatever the fuck is best for you. What's the point of the jewelry, though? The point to of signify ju- that I got money. I think the point of jewelry in general is to make the wearer feel good. I don't think it's to mm, signify you have money. You okay. Well, for a man, to me, I'm just wearing my but money. See, but see, that's <laughs> that's how your interpretation is. Yeah, for is sure. That's me. how I see it. But it's like, also, right, there are people who have on, like, kicks, and they'll be like $4,000 kicks. And they're not wearing it because it's four thousand dollars. That's they're their taste. Because they like it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, all right. And there's also like, for example, those uh, fashionista ass people and shit who be wearing these extravagant ass outfits or who have like a full fledged different wardrobe every day. Mm-hmm. I definitely see niggas wearing costume jewelry. So at that point, thing. it's an accessory. Yeah. So that's right? what I feel like. It okay. just depends on on how you do it. Now, how you want to accessorize? Now, in that particular format. I can see you saying that because it's like, yo, everybody's in here to flex to show they have money. Mm-hmm. So why are you in here with the fake piece to pretend like you have money? If or pretend like you got more than yeah, you do because yeah, if yeah. your clothes are of a quality of a fabric, yeah. people can recognize yeah, that, right? Yeah. Brands, designers. You know, the thing is, all of this is relative. And it really, earlier in the week, I had a caption <laughs> and I put on my gram, I put, um, blame capitalism for why y'all are capped. And I really believe that the reason we even want to wear something fake is because of capitalism, because people want to I mean, feel like they're on top of somebody. Of course, you have or to. Or above I mean, somebody. The, the thing is, either you have to be really living it or you're pretending you're living it. I know, and why do we put so much value into, like, other people's opinion? Because that's well, what the I, label well, does, I think right? that's because those are the, uh, the rubrics and expectations. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for example, if you're dating a woman, right, she has a certain expectation on you based off of what's happening around her. If she's around a bunch of women who are getting flown places and getting trips and this and that, do you think she want to be the one with the dude who's not doing that? So your expectation is met off of like a social aspect, and that's all based off of capitalism. And even the brand of car that you're picking her up in. Yeah. The girl cannot have a car, hmm? and she'll judge you for the car you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, before, this is uh, real life. When I was younger, because um, I've never had anybody, like, give me a car or no shit like that. You know, I've always bought my own cars or whatever. And I've never been a person where, like, cars is, like, big to me. I've never, you never was a car I've guy. I've never gave right. a fuck. Like, the time when, like, you were young kids and that one dude in the neighborhood who fixed cars mm-hmm. showed everybody how to do shit, I was like, this is the stupidest shit. I don't give a fuck. Really? Like, and that's why we're on this pod together, because I'm the car enthusiast. Uh, okay. That's so, why we can talk. Bro, Let's talk about I've it. I never gave two squirts of piss, right? Right. So, um... At that age when they were in the cars, what were you? 
into? I'm just curious. Um, probably comic books or basketball or some shit like that. Like, I've always been more so into like creation. Just being active or you know building something. Yeah, I've always. Yeah. I was a nigga who had my toys set up in there, was playing for hours with like different scenarios and shit. That's what I was on and reading. I wasn't trying to, like putting <laughs> no fucking car together, my nigga. I couldn't drive. So, um, <laughs> so but, I don't see the point. Yeah. So, uh, say that to say, um, it was one point where I was dating a woman and. Um, she had a way better car than I did. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I had a piece of shit. I was happy with my piece of shit. It was mine, my nigga. I paid for it. I mm-hmm. owned it. I wasn't paying anything on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we got. She was paying on hers for sure. For sh- nigga, her shit was given in no. her buy. No, actually, she had got a car, gave to her, mm-hmm. traded that car in to get a note when the mm-hmm. other car was paid for. Mm-hmm. It was one like, of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we see were, y'all. We're going out or some shit like that, and she told me to pick up her car. Before I came to meet her there. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, just because, you know, I, I think we should just drive my car. And I'm like, my nigga, it's my car. <laughs> like, I want to drive my car. I don't want to switch and that go. That was her polite car. way of saying, I don't even want to be caught seen in your but bro, piece she of shit. Yeah, but that's, so that, like, really hurt my feelings, my nigga. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, But your uh, values was in different places. But she didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. And I'm assuming that that wasn't a conversation y'all had. About like what we value or what we think is important, because she would have understood you didn't care about cars. No, I no, that's the thing. So it's a, it's a, it was a, a, this situation was unique because I'm very communicative. Like motherfuckers know and know I don't care about certain shit. But also, it comes to a point where the difference between me and a lot of people is that it's not changed when people come around me. It doesn't, I'm not here. <laughs> you don't, like, you don't falter. Yeah, like all of a sudden it's not like, oh, niggas is talking about Maybacks. Yeah, the double down. Because like, uh, we saw you double down on uh, a stroke being a, that's a illness. <laughs> but go ahead. Bro, I feel like a stroke is, a, no, I said a stroke is a sickness. It's a sickness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Whatever. looked it up, it bro. It's a medical condition. It is. A condition derived from sickness. The so. reason we know that it's not a sickness is because most sicknesses, you have medicine. You have stroke medicine. Shut the fuck. You do have stroke medicine. <laughs> All right, get back to your story about the car, wait, bro. No, wait, hold on. Fuck you. <laughs> you do have stroke medicine. No, you don't, man. Bro, I have an auntie who has a stroke. She has to take medicine because of the strokes. So no, it's just for, for the condition that caused the stroke. The sickness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, no, so I'm just saying that uh, how do you feel that partner expectation and dating rubrics necessarily... Um, change and are, what are they based on? Bro, first off, the context, I think, one, cultural trends determine a lot of the dating rubric. Because for one, I remember being on Twitter, mm, let's just say 2012, okay. about a decade ago, a little bit over a decade ago. And it was like hashtag $200 dates where everybody was having this debate about if the first date ain't $200 or better, <laughs> don't even count on the second one, right? And I was just, like, floored because, like, that was my early, early intro into my 20s to play the field. And it's like, damn, if I got to go on dates with chicks and it got to cost $200... I got to step my shit up. Yep, and I'm about to uh, limit my dating. I'm going to get into a relationship rather quick. <laughs> I ain't got time. <laughs> nah, real talk. All right, so one thing about me, as a Pisces person, I'm always... Uh, cheap with my money i'm frugal but the thing is i'll say i don't have it knowing i do like it's just subliminally i try to uh condition myself because i do have spending problems Mm. so i have to tell myself you know you've been with me right i shop bro Mm -hmm. 
And the real deal is, I always act like, damn, I ain't really got it. It's tight. But, like, I can afford it. That's why I'm doing it. I've never put myself in a, a tight position. I've mm. been there before. Mm. And the $200 dates is an example. I wasn't dating at that time. I was only dating college girls because mm. I was in college. Mm. So, you know, 22, it could go either way, right? You could date 25-year-olds or 21-year-olds, 20-year-olds, mm. if you're 22 for real. Mm. 20-year-olds ain't expecting a $200 date because, one, they can't even order alcohol on a date. You feel mm. me? So, like, it's just a different... I'm being strategic. I think at that time, bro, honestly, um, I think that standard also is based off of niggas not having access, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, first of all, if you're fucking boring, my nigga, or you lame as shit, it's gonna cost you way more than $200 to keep this bitch entertained. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Um, secondly, <laughs> it's been a lot of times where necessarily the, because I have access, yeah. That's $200 is an afterthought because what you're doing is so much fun. You know what I'm saying? Like Facts. Oh, and yeah. the thing is, that's back to showing a girl a good time worth more than 200 Yeah, bro. You can just have know? a conversation with somebody, honestly. And if you really have something good to say, Look, that could at last. At that time and, in life, yeah. that was about, for me, having plugs on tickets and things like that, right? I'll have something fly, like, for example, going to the movies. The movies is expensive now, right? But... A gift card to the movies will forever be a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, birthdays, holidays, you can count on that from, like, a coworker type situation. And I always knew at that time, Peaches, I uh, am going to stack... Yeah, I'm going to stack these gift cards. Smart and so, man. yeah, you know, like, that was always an easy finesse. I never went to the movies just for me. I would be like, all right, I'm going to save this for when I meet a girl I want to take out. Okay. Boom, hit them with the gift card at the movies. <laughs> okay, so let's say this, right? Um... I feel like a lot of times we define ourselves or, let's say, our uh, ability to grow. We define ourselves, our ability to grow, right, by necessarily the things we're capable of doing at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, yeah, damn, I always wanted to take this trip, and then you're able to do that. You consider yourself... Or even fly, like, first class on a trip, because after you get to flying, it's like, damn, I okay. want to get to first class. So are those things necessarily personal development? Or is that character growth? Or is it neither? Well, in one regard, I feel like in order to attain certain levels of success, you got to have certain character traits. Mm. So if you set yourself up to say, I want to be more financially disciplined, the trait is discipline, right? And it may take a little while to stack some money to afford, let's say that first class seat, or to afford um, the quality of mattress you want in your home. <laughs> Right, you had to develop some discipline to stay down, or you may have had to like be more literary. Oh, we ain't keeping time. We had to be more literary, right, to get further in school, to get ahead in education. You may have to get into like a law program to get a law, a lawyer or law related job mm -hmm. to afford this mattress. Mm -hmm. You know, because that means I'm doing better in life if I'm sleeping better or if I have more comfort. To me. So I, I think those things kind of go hand in hand, right? So, like, let's say, for example, I can only grow personally so much based off of the access to things that I have, right? If my my finances are only here at this level, right, and I want these things, I have to work to get there. So until I'm able to reach that plateau, it's hard for me to grow, 
you know what I'm but saying? you know the thing is that's why they have different markets bro like what you get paid as a teacher in one market is not the same as a teacher in another market for example like location wise or even just specialty you could move into special ed and get more money doing but, the same but, job but i'm not that that necessarily doesn't negate what i'm saying right let's, yeah, let's no say, i'm supporting say, where you at let's say like uh yeah i can transfer to new york and get paid more right, right. that time in between me where i'm at and going to new york i'm still at the plat i'm still stuck you know what i'm saying in that necessarily certain mode where i'm at at that point until I have more access to grow. So what it sounds like is we're talking about uh, societal mobility, like moving around throughout society. Like you want to go from a class to another class. Well, I think not necessarily a class, <clears throat> but just your uh, your access to, to move to different fields, right? It's either by knowledge or by funds. It's resources. You know? so Those yeah. are resources. So it's like, um, <clears throat> let's say people be like, damn, you the same person you was 10 years ago. Well, if you have the same job, you know what I'm saying? If you're in the same neighborhood, if you still do the same things on a daily basis... Yeah, I think that's a class to... thing because, you know, you you have, like, blue-collar classification jobs and white-collar, right? right? And so I think that's more of what you're saying. If, like, I went from working, you know, as a garbage man to, uh, let's say, a front-desk person at a hotel, right? It may be still the same education requirements, but it's a totally different presentation of the job. You know, and, I got a shirt and tie on. And by you being in a different environment, it's giving you the ability to grow out of what you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you're in that, you're in that same environment, how necessarily, like, can you grow? You know what I mean? Well, I think dating and having standards is a good way to measure up to your growth because uh, a wise man told me that the way women respond to you is the way the universe will respond to you. Thanks. So if you're right, it sounds it sounds really uh, profound as a man who has had women accept or reject him, right? And then knowing that at that time when like chicks was feeling you, you was like winning, so to mm. speak. Like you just probably had a good job, you probably was doing well in school or mm. whatever the area of life you were in. Well, I think I think that's that's tied to confidence, right? So mm -hmm. like because you're saying now oh, is confidence a character trait. I think so. Right, which means it could be developed, I think right? So. Well, I think that it depends, right? Some people have confidence as situational. Some people are confident people, right? Okay. So, like, for example, how you were like, oh, yeah, the times when you may have had, like, or women or felt like you was good is like you was going to get in this and good in that. I can say those things don't tie to me. Those aren't, like, uh, those aren't uh, parallel. Necessarily... Because of just, I think, my overall demeanor, it's always, like, the same. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I'm up, and I feel different. I still act like I'm always up, even if I'm down. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. so, like, it's, like, it's very hard to tell for me. That's honestly back to what we were talking about earlier on compartmentalizing emotionally, right? Yeah. When you was, what you were speaking on was very serious, and you are like, nah, I'm going to just act like this. So, emotionally, I'm going to put myself here. Yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah. I'm going to act like I'm up. Even if I'm not, yeah, that's it. And I because see it. and because of that though, it gives you it's it's always an access to opportunity. You feel me? So it's like if we all in the room, right, nigga, I'm hurting, hurting, right. But because of the way that I'm presenting myself, somebody gonna be like, oh yeah, bro, I know what he's doing and he got it going on. I'm gonna just rock with him, like you know what I'm saying? Or because of that, so I feel like um so. We got to be vulnerable here, though, because hurting as men, we love to, like, blanket that. Okay. I'm going to just 
speak on me, right? When I when I feel like I'm hurting and I need to work on myself, yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm hurting because like I'm making bad decisions and I'm disappointed in myself. So I'm hurting, and that's what it means for me when I'm like, yo, I gotta figure out why I'm making these type of decisions. I gotta go work on me, mm. right? So, have you ever had like? Heard that from somebody or like told somebody that you needed to work go go to do you for a minute or work on you? Yes and no. Um, it's interesting. Just because of like my family dynamic and kinda how like I grew up and stuff and the people I've been around, I've always been down to work on people while people are working to be there. Mm. It's never been like a oh, I'm gonna work on me so I don't want you around more. So mm. I've always been asked to help. You know what I'm saying? So like going through that process with somebody isn't a scary thing or why you should leave because I feel like I've always been around a bunch of motherfuckers who work on themselves. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? Um, and whether they are open to say it or not, it's apparent. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, ain't nobody done yet. So we all working. Um, so I think that a lot of times that can be used as a defense mechanism to push people away you're scared of vulnerability. I agree, and you know I don't think saying? people really be working on themselves. No, bro. <laughs> like, like, think about it, like... I can tell you this. If it wasn't for me necessarily doing music, it would be a lot of interior work that would not be done because it would be no mm. it would be no time or energy for it or purpose. Mm. Like, why would I be worried about what's going on internally if I have no reason for it to come out? You so you had saying? to correct your internal beef in order to make the music you wanted to make. People who, who sound bad musically just don't know who they are. Like you, you ah. have you have no idea. Like we, even when you like, for example, somebody says, "Oh, I sound weird." You've never listened to yourself. Mm. You've never. So you've, you've only talked. Music is like a, a indicator of self awareness, low key. Of course. Of so course. the the better rappers truly know who they are. Bro, if you think about if you think about what somebody can talk about in a rap, mm-hmm. and like, like for example, like Joe Budden. If we reason, make it personal. Fam. Yeah, yeah. When you the things you're talking about, if you can give me my side, your side, and the outside perspective, how much internal thinking have you done? How much like acceptance and mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, on both sides. Yeah, yeah. And able to be able to talk about what somebody did and not point a finger. And you know what I'm saying? be able to hold your integrity with delivering talking about it, you right? Gotta, you gotta know who you are. Yeah. And even like to feel comfortable, like even when some niggas be on some shoot 'em up, shoot 'em up, kill 'em shit, right? Bro, some stuff is heavy just to talk about. So to rap about it and make it sound good, that's a real talent. So so to and that's the, I think when people hear, like I, I can see in the artist when they necessarily don't know themselves yet. Or you're trying to like figure that out. Or they're out. developing a character in front of people. You're or you're you're First time, how everybody does shit, right? How you learn how to walk, bro? You wobbling. You wobble and you watch somebody else, and you holding on, right? Mm. Until you able to let go, you're going to be holding on. Niggas okay. hold on to niggas' styles and okay. do all that shit. And, say and it ain't them, though. It's not them yet, but they don't know themselves, so you have to work into that, like work through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, necessarily, but also that gives the opportunity for a rebrand, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody could start off on something and necessarily feel a way about it, and then once they get a, su- a sense of self-discovery, it's a rebrand. Like you can say from uh, when Nicki Minaj was rapping this Onika, and then it was like, oh, she became Nicki to the Barbie, you know what I'm saying, to Queen. Like once she became more of herself and walked more into it, she naturally started breathing it. You know I mean? Onika to Queen Nicki 
Minaj, which honestly, I'm looking forward to the next phase. I've always been a Nicki fan uh, in terms of what she represented because to be honest, bro, Nicki is to the rap game what game was to the West Coast at one point because we didn't have nobody but game. You know what I mean? We had to really rock with this nigga and he put us on his back and gave the documentary and we rode that wave and like... Documentary did slap. Bro, and that's why he kind of like gets his passes. Same with Nicki, right? Like, it's a lot of shit with Nicki that other female rappers have tried and they just can't do it. And she lit. And even with her ability right now, you know, people kept trying to say like, oh, Safari right for her and all that. I don't believe that no more. I'm oh, nah. I'm waiting I to mean, see what's even, next. Even if even if it's like um cuz that's a talent in itself, right? People try to downplay shit when they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And they think it sound good like, bro, a lot of motherfuckers can't write, rap, perform and do all that shit. Like it's not easy. You got to do somebody, multiple different things. Yeah. And Nikki is a great performer. Yep. So like even if she did not write and she performed it that way, you can't take anything away from that cuz I can give you the same thing. And you can't perform it like that. And personality. You still got to have, like, the core personality where it's believable. Bro, I heard um, Come Through by uh, the reference, Mm -hmm. the Drake reference, Detail had, right? When you play that and you play the actual Come Through song, you would not play the Detail one. (laughs) But the one that Drake did, it's like, this fire. And it's not the same way, but it's Drake just doing it, making it fire, bro. So I've never... uh, I've never knocked somebody for being able to do a certain thing. Now, if you claim someone else's work, that's still like, but also niggas be allowing that. If I pay you X amount of dollars, I can mm-hmm. say whatever with this. You know what I'm saying? I can say it's mine because it is. Nigga, I bought it. You know what I'm saying? Um, necessarily now, that's how a, a purists get upset and shit like that, but... A lot of time, bro, if it's like, just worry about your craft. If you want to do it that way, then you do it that way. But, um, yeah, so. Yeah, man. Speaking of rebrands, right? Yeah. Uh, Have you noticed the NBA's rebrand that they're going through? Like, I feel like we're currently in the rebrand. I feel like it's, it's what's interesting about the NBA and sports is sports allows you to do a natural rebrand when the old guard passes. Mm-hmm. Like it allows you a natural washing. Like you don't have to necessarily force it too much. Some people you do because they start wilding out towards the end. But sports mm-hmm. is such a a thing that's dictated off of like somebody's um energy and output that it's very hard for you to force a rebrand. You could try it. Like yeah. they, they tried Ja. You feel me? They tried to like Man. make him be the face. They I'm tried just looking Luka. at organizations in general, bro. Everybody got like a lot of new jerseys. You notice the city editions, they started getting more frequently designed and, like, more intricate with the designs. And, like, they started reaching out to more artists, publicizing the artists. So trying to integrate... uh, A lot more culture. I would say that grassroots um, aspect. They don't want to lose touch with the people, bro. And I feel like uh, that's a business model that will never fail. And... I feel like COVID made them do that, though. Because they feel like they were naturally losing touch because people weren't coming into the arenas. Yeah. they. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. COVID made them be more intentional with the reach out. But I really feel like the city edition was them trying to bring, like, a spirit back to get people to cheer for their city. Because, right, the Lakers is synonymous with L.A. Nothing will ever come between that. You know what I mean? It don't matter 
if they never win another championship. They're going to be L.A.'s team, similar to the Dodgers, right? Because I went to Jackie Robinson Day recently for the culture. Shout out. It was amazing just to even look at Dodger Stadium differently because I've been there a few times. But just to see how it's like a museum with so much history, so many dates, so many pictures of past greats, but then they haven't won no championship. Like, they won the 2020, right? The During the pandemic year, they won. And it was the same year the Lakers won. That was great, you know, for the culture. Hot as fuck when we get our parade, bro. I'm hot. You know what I mean? They it was a lot of that. Like, they should have still did it. But I think it was more for the stat, because even with the merch that they put out, you saw the Dodger-Laker merch with the 2020, right? Beautiful. But the Dodgers hadn't won, and you wouldn't even know it, but they hadn't won anything since 1988 before that. But the amount of, yeah, I'm talking about World Series. Yeah, bro, it's not that many. They not as decorated as the Lakers. I thought they was winning every fucking year. You would think so, the way the city be hot. They just go deep in the playoffs and they get uh, the support. Uh, bro, but they don't win. They, like, basically get to, like, the conference finals and lose. They don't go to the World Series ever, really. Mm. And so for them to even play in the World Series in 2020 was a big deal, and then they won. First time since 88. Yeah, so That's the crazy. city... But I've realized, bro, revenue, certain cities, when they get behind a sports team, let's say Green Bay, Green Bay is synonymous with the Packers, right? Like the city of Green Bay. The Packers, and they go hand in hand. Certain that's New York that's Knicks. Wisconsin? Yeah, Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? New York Knicks is another one of those. Wait, so Green Bay is actually a place. Exactly. It's actually a city. I did not know Green Bay was right. a place. Right. We just thought, thought that was, was just, just like, like the name of the team. The name they nicknamed the team. Yeah, no, it's actually a city. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay sound weak as fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, man. Nah, but shout out to Green Bay, though, man. So Seattle. <laughs> Seattle just put the um <laughs> the hockey team on. And the hockey team doing well. They in the playoffs. It's like their second year having a team. Yeah. One thing about white people in their sports, you know. Seattle was, they've been saying we got to get back over We got to get over there, right, because they rock with sports, and hockey is a white people's sport, so it makes sense they got a hockey team. And somebody else said Seattle got a lot of lakes. <laughs> they should move the Lakers to Seattle. Hey, bro, <laughs> you want to hear the darkest possible reason why, like... Hmm. All right, so y'all know about black people and lakes? Yeah. So for the listeners who don't, man, and my nephew don't, for sure, that's why he's looking like, what's up? That's what the beauty of being able to, like, talk naturally. Because it's, like, a lot of shit I wouldn't tell you or give you in natural conversation, but you being here is going to be Here we like, are. It's a blessing. Fuck? So, school them. <sighs> so, um, you ever heard of, like, Black Wall Street and shit like that? Mm-hmm. So, there's not just one of those. There were a number of those. Like, a bunch of multiple times, black people tried to make their own community outside of society, right? Mm-hmm. Each time that happened... The place was destroyed, burned down, people were killed, and they built lakes over it. So where it's a lot of fucking lakes all the time, this was a total towns and communities. You feel me? One of the darkest, saddest things ever. I'm a big Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Lakers fan. And when that hit me, and it was like the Minneapolis Lakers, I'm like... Fuck was it lakes in Minneapolis? <laughs> a lot of them it, too. Why was it? I'm like, if I'm wearing the the Negro pool uh, jerseys, like if I'm if I'm repping that, bro, it hurt. It would hurt me so much, but it would not also surprise me one bit, man. You know, 
It can't. It yeah, can't, bro, because they also are one of the oldest teams in the league, yes. keeping it real. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they one of the founding teams. And the older things go, the less likely people were thinking about uh, Black Lives Matter. If, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the Washington Redskins and all them type of shits. Like, it's literally like a... The names of things let you know a lot. So. Yeah, they were saying Phil Jackson made some commentary that uh, he wouldn't allow his kids to watch the league no more after they put all the Black Lives Matter protests into the uh, part, like into the game when people was wearing like equality jerseys yeah. and all that. Hey, cool on that. Yeah, I and mean, he hello, <laughs> he probably was one of the original NBA players too. Yeah, bro, played for the Knicks. He got a championship with the Knicks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but um. Speaking of OGs in the game and in originals, uh, we're going to bring this thing to a close. Um, actually, we're going to do a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a meta memorial right now. Um, recently... Uh, right now we're doing our final thought. Yeah. In honor. Recently, recently Jerry Springer goat. passed away. So <laughs> The GOAT. Um, shout out to Jerry, man. That's one of the few things that me and my mom used to watch together religiously. Religiously, uh, right? How could you not love Jerry Springer, bro? Oh, it's so toxic. He is the greatest. Like, he, put all his, he put all y'all his sons right now. World Star Hip Hop, yeah. y'all are his sons. Yeah. Um, actually, World Star is a bit of his sons. Uh, Girls Gone Wild is a bit of his sons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of shit. So, uh, bro, he's the king of classy, raunchy, you know, I'm going to try to be civil with you untamed animals. So, you know, I could shout out to Jerry Springer, bro. He's the first person that allowed me to see Caucasian poverty. And because you have that um, moment that Jerry has given you forever, I'm going to allow you to ISO the final thought. <laughs> right now, we're going to have final thoughts. You know, Nash. I just got to say that no matter where you are, you'll be able to identify some ratchetivity. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no matter where you at on this planet, it's some nigga shit happening. It is up to you to decide, do I participate or do I hold my boundary and wait till I'm in the privacy of my own home to be on some nigga shit? Because it's enough public coonery going on out here. We real close to getting our reparations in California. I do not need all you niggas trying to move out here to ca- get a check, right? We need our money. We've been here. We've been in L.A. long enough. We put up with this bullshit. We deserve our reparations. So please, you niggas in Texas, stay in Texas. You niggas in Georgia, stay in Georgia. And I will not be visiting either one of them states in a while, so I'm not worried. This is the sickest <laughs> final thought Jerry Springer has ever, like, ever dropped, bro. I don't think Jerry ever said, you niggas stay here, you niggas stay there, in the final thought. But, nah, but until then, I need you guys to be well and take care of each other. There we you go. You know, hold each other accountable. There we That's go. all I'm saying is that, like, we can act like we have sense, we can lose our minds, but we still have to hold each other accountable and we still have to communicate with love and respect at the end of the day. So, you know, from Stacks and International Nash over here at the Counterculture Life, we are just encouraging y'all to respect each other because we need to have a safe summer. L.A., shit is open. It's looking wild out there right now. We back outside! <laughs> it's looking wild, period. 
Period. <laughs> Till next time, man. Shout out to y'all. Uh, hey, man, we got to get Young G back on the boards, too, man. Yeah, man, he did a stellar job. I'm proud of my nephew, man. He did not drop one drop. I just want you to know he was captivated by our conversation. Hey, but he it, didn't get not takes, one button press. You gotta get in your flow, man. Period. There we go. Look at you, Thank you bro. Have some fun with it, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Shout out to y'all. Till next time. Um, all good things. Yeah, nah, we out of here. Peace. Peace. What was our uh, rhyme?